Hey guys, and welcome back to another Iron Will podcast with me, Shane Warner, and John Chase. So what this podcast is all about is we are trying to get stories from people that have been through a traumatic experience in their lives and came out a different person. Yeah, they have all created an iron will. So what is an iron will? A burning determination that cannot be stopped or hindered by anything. Willing to do anything to get a desired outcome. Extremely resilient. So what we like to say is we like to say, just keep punching. (laughs) Yeah. So sit back and relax and we're going to start the show. And today we have Dakota Meyer on the podcast with us. And how I have a connection to Dakota is I did his podcast. It was number 29. And it was during the time that it was still called Owning It. And what's your podcast called now, Dakota? It's called Front Toward the Enemy. Okay. So if you don't know who Dakota is, I suggest going to listen to the Jocko podcast with Dakota and you can get to know his story. I want to start off this podcast by asking you where you grew up and the situation you grew up in. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I, I gotta tell you, uh, Shane, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an honor to be able to come on your podcast, man. Like I, I remember having you on, I can remember exactly where I was sitting. Um, I remember the whole thing about it and just watching your progress, man, and watching what mm-hmm. you do every day. Well, like, that's you're it's incredible, man. That's what I was gonna say too, is since doing your podcast, it lit a fire underneath my ass. Like <laughs> um just being on your podcast and you giving me that opportunity to share my story, I cut out a bunch of people from my life and yeah. and realized what was important and i've been on a path ever since i feel like yeah no man listen you i mean you like you've been crushing it so it's awesome um i grew up i grew up in a small town in in kentucky um i started out i grew up with my mom lived with my mom my mom and dad were divorced um and the dad the guy i call my dad is actually my adoption dad and uh, so they divorced, and you know I would get to go see the you know kind of the typical schedule, uh, seeing my dad on the weekends, every other weekend, and then uh, he would get me every uh, uh, every Wednesday. And so you know I did that until I was, I was until I was probably like yeah sorry about that until I was probably like <laughs> okay. 11, 11 or twelve years old, and then um, well, actually it was the fourth grade. So whenever the fourth grade was, um, one one day during the summer I would always go to my dad's during the summer. And my, uh, my mom called and said, Hey, you know, I guess she told my dad, you know, do you want him? He can move in with you. So from that point on, all I knew was living so with my dad. Was your relationship with your mom kind of stressed or what? You know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Um, I, I, I don't even look at her as a mom. She's, uh, she's the grandmother of my kids at best Mm -hmm. and um you know i i think she had me so young that i don't even you know it was like a kid raising a fucking kid yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, so like I did that and I grew up with my, you know, I lived with my dad, played sports, um, football, basketball, um, grand track. So, you know, the typical stuff. I know you said on the Jocko podcast that you were trying to go to college to play football until you ran across a Marine recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, you know, look, I mean, that's what everybody did. Right. And, and who knows if I could have played anywhere. I mean, yeah. Look, first off, I mean, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to try to be one of those, I call them the uncle Rico guys. <laughs> that's um, right. That's perfect. If coach would have put me in. Yeah. You know, man, if I went to college, I'd have probably been in the NFL right now. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, to be honest, college, if I would have went to college route, I'd have probably been there for a year and I would have probably just dropped out. Dropped out. Yeah. Um, you know, I just went for me. I don't, I don't like school, but I, um, I, yeah, you know, I played football in high school. I was, I was decent at best. And, um, what position? I, uh, I played uh running back. I was a running back okay. and I was a free safety mm. and an outside linebacker. Uh, it was nothing for me in a game to play, um, to, to be nose guard, uh, be on a de- defensive line to go back to, you know, within a series, be a outside linebacker. And then, you know, I could be a free safety. It just, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, you just, you know, whatever. But, um, I, you know, I was walking through the lunchroom one day and there was a Marine recruiter sitting in the back and I was like, you know, he started, I started asking him a lot of different questions and, uh, and he was like, sorry, I'm tired of that. <laughs> um, he was like, he kind of like got tired of my bullshit and he finally said, um, he said, uh, what are you, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? And I was like, well, I'm going to go play football somewhere yeah and he was like he was like well that's good um he's like that's good i i think that's what you should do uh, um because you'd never make it as a marine <laughs> oh. marine recruiters yeah so i um i i i was like you know what sign me up today <laughs> sounds like a and, challenge uh, right yeah yeah i was like sign me up today um and so i did and i went and, i went and signed up so that is how you got into the Marines, but I want to ship gears and have you tell me about September of 2010. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was, um, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be going into a Valley. So I had a team as myself, uh, Lieutenant Johnson, uh, Gunny Kittifick, Sorry, uh, pick and Doc Layton. And so we were going into um, a valley called the Gangegal Valley. And I'm um, supposed to go in there and have a meeting with the elders, and blah, blah, blah. You know, the same shit, different day. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, I, I brought some concerns up on that mission, called some bullshit on some things. And they didn't like it. So they took me out of my team and replaced me with a guy named Gunnery Sergeant Johnson. And, um, you know, so they left me at the trucks and they, you know, so that morning we drove in and I was in a turret and they went into the valley and they got ambushed. We were actually set up. So they got ambushed. Uh, you know, I just, I decided to go help. Um, yeah, to, to, to go help. So I went mm-hmm. in and made a few trips in and, uh, you know, it was eight hours and tried to get them out, you know? And what happened? Like, did you just go in multiple times and try and save it, everyone or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did. I, I tried to go in and, um, 
you know, like my goal was to try to search for him. Like, I, you know, go in and see if I could find him and help him out. And, uh, you know, I lost radio contact with him on the initial drive in. And I never, I never seen him again until I, you know, I found him and they'd all been killed. Wow. That's hard, hard to find your teammates like that. Yeah, for sure. And so I want to talk about another September and this one, you were in Kentucky and you drove up to a friend's shop. And can you kind of tell me about what happened? Yeah. You know, I, I came back from Afghanistan. I was, uh, I got sent home early. I was pissed off. I was, you know, just kind of broken. I mean, you know, you take, I was mean. I was, I was just the, the piece of shit that, you know, I, I was your typical guy that Hollywood tries to make veterans out to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I was, you take the meanest person, you know, and the shittiest person, you know, and, and that was probably mother Teresa compared to who I was. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> um, and I finally just got tired of it. Right. Like I got, I knew, I knew, I knew it was wrong. I knew, you know, I knew it was shitty and, yeah, one night I was coming home and uh, I just I decided that this is it. So I pulled over on the side of the road at, at one of my buddy's shops who I actually <clears throat> who I actually went to school with. And and, um, and why why did you um, stop there? Because well, because like I, I I knew that I didn't want my family looking for me, right? Like, yeah. You know, and I, and I knew that like he would be there at eight a.m. the next okay. morning or six seven a.m. when he came in. And so I was like, well, they can just, you know, at least, and then he'll know who I am. So it's not this whole big ordeal, you know, it's not like trying to identify who I am yeah. and all this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably knew your car and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he would have, he would have pulled in there and knew who it was before, you know, before you even opened the door. Yeah. Um, and so I, that was, that was it. Right. So I pulled in there and, and, uh, I grabbed, I always kept a pistol in my, in my, uh, as a trailblazer. I pulled the pistol out and uh, stuck to my head and squeezed the trigger and it just went click. And somebody had unloaded the gun. And mm. um, Do you have an idea of who? You know, I, I, I do, but I, I, I think I know. I don't know for sure. It's, you know, I, I don't, so you just never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. And then um, wow. I, you know, I kind of looked at myself and I'm like, well, if, I, if, I, if I'm going to keep living life this way, then bracket Brown back and go ahead and get this over with. Yeah. Um, at least I do it on my terms. And, uh, but I said, if I put the vehicle in drive, um, then I'm never, you know, I'm never looking back. You know, and, um, that is kind of like your story when you joined the Marines, like you use that as a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, look, here's, if we go past this point, here's the standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did that, and then um, you know I put it in drive and drove off, and so I went home, and, and I never looked back. Ever since mm. that day, you've tried to live up to a standard. Yeah, you know, a standard that's that's to be better than I was yesterday. Yep, that's awesome. And I want to ask you about having a beer with President Obama, <laughs> and that was in September, also, right? Yeah, that was uh, so. It's like his reunion every yeah. September. He has something. <laughs> yeah. Is that how they do the Medal of Honor? Is trying trying make it on the anniversary no. day or what? No, just coincidence. Um, September is just a shitty month. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I got a call and, you know, um, the president's speechwriter, I was supposed to be going out there to get the Medal of Honor. And uh, the president's speechwriter was like, is there anything else you'd like to add? And I said, well, let, let, let the president know that I'll be in town for a week. If he's bored, uh, hit me up and I'll <laughs> grab a beer with him. And That's he was awesome. like, he was like, do you really want me to tell him that? And I go, yeah, of course. Hell like, yeah. What's he going to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so like, it was crazy. Like I was giving this speech. I was actually at eighth and I, which is the uh, oldest piece of the Marine Corps. Uh, it's in DC. It's where they do all the ceremonies and the silent drill team trainings and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually giving a speech out there and my phone rings. Uh, a, a girl who was working with me uh, picks it up and she goes, Hey, I, you got to take this call. So I got to walk off like out from talking. I take the call and like, I'm drunk. So just know I'm drunk. On it. <laughs> and um, uh, it was the president's aide, and they go, Hey, be here at five o'clock. The president wants to have a beer with you. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, Okay. They're like, what kind of beer do you like? I said, Bud Light. They go, well, we're not having Bud Light. It's, fun. <laughs> it's um, too cheap. <laughs> so we, so we go over there and like this girl, I feel so far, her name's Jeanette. And like, I feel so bad for what she had to go through trying to keep, like to keep me together. And, um, we go over there and she's like trying to make me drink water, like sober up. She's like, Gosh, I, hope, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I hope they don't give you a breathalyzer before you walk in. Cause you're, you know, like you'd never get in. Yeah. And, um, so I get in and, and, and I go in there and, you know, me and president drank a beer and, and the overall <laughs> in the rose garden. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're CEO of a few different companies and one being owned the dash. Can you tell me where that name came from? Yeah. I, um, you know, probably my, my, you know, the, the, the company I have that's near and dear to my heart is on dash. It's, um, you know, it's cause it's about inspiring people. You know, I, I read this poem one time that made so much sense to me, especially, you know, when, when you watch so many people, like, you know, the line of work that I do, I mean, you watch people die all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's not, it's just, you see a lot of end of life. Right. And it's like, um, and, and it sounds morbid a little bit, but it, it's a truth, right? It's like, like, let's all face reality. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's going to be left of us when we die is a tombstone. And Linda Ellis wrote this poem talking about how she's at a funeral of a friend. And, um, you know, and, and you know, on your tombstone, you got first the date that you were born and then the day you die. And it's kind of significant because those two are literally, they're kind of like the bookends. Yeah. Yeah. The most ins- insignificant they're the two most insignificant days of your life. Yeah. And they're the only two days that aren't 24 hours. And she says, what matters is that dash in between. Right. And so, and how you live and love and that's, that's what's going to decide ultimately how you're remembered. And so how are you owning your dash? You know, I just, I try to wake up every day and, and make the world a little bit better every day in some way. I try to wake up and, and, and make the world just a little bit better. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And from my point of view, you're definitely doing it. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, man. You know? Yeah. And so the other company you have is called Flipside Canvas. And where did that name come from? 
So Flipside Canvas is a canvas company I started and, um, you know, inspirational art. Uh, you know, art makes people feel. And that's ultimately what connects people is, is, is when you can make somebody feel or you can connect to them. And so, you know, I, I named it Flipside because the last thing that um, Gunny Kennefick said to me that morning, and he always said this, was like, hey, Mark, I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that's why I named it Flipside Canvas. And that's just a little tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people don't really know the meaning behind either of your company's names, but they're significant. Yeah. No, I mean, they all, they all are significant because guess what? If they are successful, like I want them to be, then they'll be here forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. Another thing that you're leaving behind. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Do you have like really bad PTSD from your experience in the Marines? Oh, you know, I mean, what is bad PTSD? Yeah. I mean, like, like, I think, I think. I think that like, well, you don't like to compare yourself to other people, right? No, I mean, look, the, the worst day of the worst day of my life yep. is, is, is no more significant than the worst day of your life. Yeah. Right. Vice versa. Like it's still the worst day of, of our lives. Yeah. That's and your perspective. Yeah. It's your perspective. Right. I mean, I could never imagine, you know, where, where people get so, where people get so lost and disconnected is, is when I try to compare what I've gone through versus to you mm-hmm. and same thing back, I could never imagine what you've gone through. You could never imagine what I've gone through, nope. but, 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 but what we can connect on is that is we've what, both is, gone through something. Exactly. Is yeah. what it's like to go through it. And if you look at it that way, I'm sure it really helps you to connect with more people. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like being able to, to go out and, you know, still make a difference is what, is what matters to me. You know, like, you know, going out and being a firefighter, make, still making calls, you know, like still, still running EMS calls, you know, and, 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 and being able to make a difference in their life. I mean, I still got more to give. And and, and when you got more to give, then that's good. You're still in the fight. Yeah. Right. So I seen on Instagram that you're um, training to be a firefighter right now like right now. So how is that going? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I graduated uh fire Academy. That's awesome. Um, I got my EMT knocked out. So I passed my NR EMT. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've ran three calls today. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's good. What made you decide that that's what you wanted to dedicate some of your time? Yeah. To? Well, it feels like you're a really busy person. So how do you find time to fit that into your, your busy schedule? Yeah. I mean, look, I, um, I, first off, the reason I do it is because I've got more to give and I feel like I have an obligation Yeah. to, I, look, I think, I think when somebody serves, um, I don't think that necessarily they choose to serve. I think it, it I think that serving chooses them. Yeah. And yeah, that's great. I'm sure if they don't join the Marines or the army, they serve in multiple other ways. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to join anything to serve. I mean, yeah. you can serve you can serve your community every single day by waking up and and I mean, I mean you know, look, you're you're doing a podcast. I mean, I mean every every time you do a post that tries to make somebody's day better, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're serving. That's right. 
and and, uh, I've learned that from you that, like I said, I feel like I'm a different person ever since doing your podcast. And, um, it's because I realized that I had more to give. Well, I mean, and, and, and that's all, that's all you got to do. Like when you take a guy like you, look, you know, you, you become what you're surrounded with. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, you become what you're surrounded with. You're, you're never, you're never ever going to become more than, than what you're surrounded with. The average, the average of who you're surrounded by. That's right. Yeah. The law of association. So yep. It is. It is the law of association. And, and, and look at you. I didn't, I didn't do anything special. All I did, well, all, all I did with you was I reminded oh, you. Oh, yeah. I reminded you of how great you well, were. Well, you said something that really st- stuck out to me. It was accountability. And you held me accountable. Like, I started driving because of you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I watch it, man. I, I love it, man. I watch your workout. I watch, you know, your podcast doing great. Like, man, and you look, look at where you were when we did that podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were the, the you were the most you were doing was going to the gym. Yep. And and look was a ton. I mean, look, look, look that, that was a lot. But fuck, look how much more you're yeah. doing now. I mean, you look at what you're doing now, man. Like mm-hmm. you're you're you're. Well, you know, you're, I think. I think the greatest part about doing something for other people is you find more and more to do like more and more ways to help out. Yeah. There's, there's so many, man. And you don't even have to, you know, like all the people who are listening out there, like you don't have to go start a podcast to help out. You don't have to go do fire Academy. You don't have to go join the military. You don't have to do any of that. Like you can simply wake up and and hold the door for somebody or give somebody a compliment or, or even you know, a smile, hey, yeah, a smile, you know, like that, that's, that's making the world you're part of just a little bit better. Yep. Yeah. Um, I heard something from general McCraven, his, uh, commencement speech. And he, he talks about like that kind of thing. Yeah. No, he talks about, yeah. You know, I think it's like, if we influence, um, what is it? 12, 11 people yeah. you know what and, I mean? and those 11 in our people, life yeah and those 11 people influence 11 more people and then those you know what i mean it, and it, eventually it spreads throughout the whole world yeah and it's contagious yeah and shane's doing it right now man he's, he's <laughs> shane doing is it. doing it every day uh well i'm trying i'm trying um to figure out new ways to help out well listen man i i think it's I think it's badass, you know, and and that's the same thing with me, right? Like I, I had a bad situation, um, and I, I just had to figure out how to make it a little bit better, right? You know, so, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So we talked to the last lady on our podcast. Her name was Missy Blake. We talked to her about PTSD, and I want to know what you're doing to combat those symptoms because she ran marathons and to battle the PTSD. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, man, I don't like, I, I feel fine now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I what is it, was it because of something you did like a medication or, um, like you talked about that ganglion block or whatever. Stella, Stella, yeah. Still a ganglion block. Yeah. Um, you know, more of it, it comes down to 
I went and did a treatment down in Mexico and, um, I, you know, I haven't, I, ever since then I, I feel fine. So what Sounds was the a little shady? Yeah. What was the treatment? <laughs> so, um, so I went down to, um, basically I went down to Mexico and, uh, you, it's two types of medications. Okay. You do what's called ibogaine on the first day and 5-MeO on the second day. Okay. So it's psychedelics. And psychedelics, yep. And I used to have really bad anxiety, and and ever since then, I um, I haven't had one ounce of anxiety. Did you uh, since I came home from there? Have you ever done like mushrooms or anything like that? No. Well, I have, and um, what the bad thing about doing mushrooms, like it's a social thing for most teenage kids yeah and um i think you have to have someone to guide you through the trip yeah i mean you got it like it, it, it's it's about the setting yeah mm-hmm. it sounds like what you did was more medicinal than just hanging out with your yeah. buddies and yep. out in the desert but i <laughs> had some real really big um realizations mm-hmm. while i was tripping yeah. on mushrooms so mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like, so mine, it wasn't a. So with what we did, it wasn't a. You don't see an alternate reality. You see an like it's actual like you're watching your life on. Um, you're like basically watching your life on a on a screen. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and so like it's not like an alternate reality. It's actually real life. So yeah. can can you remember some of the um, experiences? Yeah, man. I mean, I like, um, so the first one was the worst, uh, the eyeball game. It was terrible. Like it was the worst thing that I would never wish on anybody. Yeah. Uh, it was, the, mm. it was, but it was the best thing I'll never do again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I, um, I, man, I, I went in and, and so basically you take, you, you take the, you, you, you take the eyeball game, you go lay down in this room and about an hour it kicked in and, and I was in it for, I took it at 8 p.m. on Friday, and I was in it till 2 or 3 on Saturday. Was wow. this before or after the Joe Rogan podcast? After. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have um, guessed that. So I took it, and um, man, I, I, like, I was like in this city, this dark city, and, uh, like a, and I was like walking through it, and I would walk in these rooms, and like I'd see parts of my life that just sucked, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I see a bunch of shit and every time I'd see like a, a beautiful light, I'd go to it and it'd be my daughter. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, so I was in that for about 18 hours, 17, 18 hours, whatever it is, come out of it. And then the next day you do what's called uh, D like five MEO DMT. Right. Okay. And, um, man, that like, you like lay down if you, you, you take it, you lay down and it took me to this beautiful place. Yeah. Like it was beautiful. Like it was, it was the purest white I've ever seen in my life. All you felt was love and happiness and mm-hmm. good. And it was like, it was pretty eye opening. And were your daughters there? You, so you don't see anything. Okay. You know, you just, you just, you just see like, it's just good, right? It's like good okay. and happiness and, yeah. hmm. and love. And it was really, really cool. Kind of what I imagine heaven is like. So what I walked away with it from is like, is what's cool is, 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 is heaven is, is like God lives within us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And it's the only thing that keeps us from being happy and having peace and eternal peace is literally our egos. Right. And once you can figure out how to control your ego, then that lets like God, like that's why God says he lives within you. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that's right. what it took you to is like, we all look up like heaven's up there. Heaven's within us. Yeah. Like, like it's within us. It's, it's our, yeah, we're going there and we're going to have eternal life, but, but man, we have the, the key to happiness is within us. Like we're looking everywhere else for happiness and peace. And we're looking for other, like where it's at, like we're all out here looking around when it's like, all we really need to do right is, in front of, yeah. is find it. We're living with it and right. we're just not using it. Just got to realize that it's in us. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, and there's different things I think people can do to enhance that. Um, it's not just like just becoming aware and then all of a sudden it's there every day. You, I, I feel like people have to constantly um, search it out. Yeah, search out, search within yeah. right every single day, and they can find that that happiness every yeah. single day. Yeah, but shit, nothing good comes easy. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's go, you know what? It's going to take a little work, but but what? Mm-hmm. what but what's it worth? You know what I mean? What's it, what's it worth? Yeah. Right. And that's why I feel like, uh, Jocko is the greatest teacher ever because he always is talking about ego and living for today. It's great. Always. It's all about today. Yeah. You can't even worry about tomorrow until you get today. Well, because once it's tomorrow, it's actually today. (laughs) <laughs> it's exactly. that's yep. really all there actually is yeah. tomorrow yeah. is only a state of mind up in your mind that's yeah. it you don't ever that's actually it. reach tomorrow you only reach today exactly yeah so yeah um you got divorced and how has your relationship changed with your daughters since your divorce you have um 50 custody right yeah um i mean nothing I mean, my, it's a lot better yeah it's so much better you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's 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 you know my relationship with my kids is so much better like i'm happier i'm, I'm living you know the best life ever like i i yeah i mean i wouldn't trade it i wouldn't trade it for a heartbeat it's a great way to think about it yeah yeah it's great it's absolutely great how, how many how many daughters do you have um uh, i have two two i have yeah. six <laughs> <laughs> Six daughters. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. He no. just kept trying to get a boy, and yeah. it never happened. That's what they say. But the, the, dude, I I would never trade. Yeah, you know, trade. You you know that. I mean, like, you never gonna yeah, no. trade. It's like, sure, it'd be awesome to have a boy, but it's yeah. like, I wouldn't want one or the other. It's like I'd rather just have what I have, you know. And there, I'll be honest. I'll awesome. be honest with you. I, I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me to have a boy. No, because you you've been one me. before. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't pay me to have a boy. Yeah. So, uh, the the yeah. girl the girls are awesome, dude. They they can teach you so much, man. So they teach you patience. They can teach you understanding and love. And then, dude, like I know for sure, when I'm old, I'll be taken care of, man. That's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Well, you hope they do. <laughs> they will. They will. <laughs> they love their dad. I don't know if they'll hear. I don't know if they'll hear this podcast, but they they, they love their dad. So awesome! Yeah, well, that's yeah. good then. Like as long as it stays that way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> cool. So, what has been the hardest phase of your life so far? Like, was it 
when you were in the Marines or when you got out or what, what was the hardest? You know, I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's all hard. Um, but it's about what's next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's about what's next. I mean, it's about what's, you know, what's, what, what's, what's next. You know, and that's, that's it. Right. Like, I mean, you know, I, I can go through a lot of things and it's like, man, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what is the hardest. I mean, the divorce was hard, right? They all have their own. Yeah. They all they're all own. hard. I see what, yeah. yeah, your point. Yeah. They're all hard, you know? So how about what's, so let's switch, let's switch the question. So instead of what was the hardest, how about what taught you the most? Yeah. That's a better way of putting it. Uh, um, like I said, they all, like, man, they, they, <laughs> they all answer. teach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like, you know, you can't, you can't compare combat to, to divorce, right? Sure. You can't compare, you can't compare, you know, struggling yeah. with, you know, with, with PTSD to anything. Right. But yep. I think they all have their own, uh, imagine a mountain, imagine we're like a mountain, right? And, uh, every time a storm comes in, it weathers that mountain just a little bit. Right. And, and whatever sediment runs off that mountain probably need to go anyway. Right. And kind of what every challenge in our life does to us. Yep. Yeah, that's great. So you can obviously tell that Dakota goes to speak to people because he's really well-spoken. And um, so how do you want to make other people feel? You know, I, I just, I just want to remind people of how great they are and how much they matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the two things, right? Like, like they, you know, I think, I think the world just, you know, people have felt like that they've lost, um, they've lost control to even think for themselves. They've lost, they've lost hope that they have any control in anything in life. Yeah. Right? yeah. And well, and I, I right I just, now I wanna, they really don't. Well, I mean, but they do like well, they have yeah. as much control as they want. Right. Like, yeah. like they, they, they have all the control that they want. And it's like, you know, for me, I just, I want to remind them of, of, just how great they are right like of, mm-hmm. of how, how how great they are and, and and that you know that they that they matter um yeah. so that could be on your uh eulogy that here lies dakota meyer and he wanted to make the world a better place man i wanted to say that he changed the world it's awesome yeah yeah i like that's that it. yep that's perfect i like it that's it. I just want to change the world. And like I said, from my perspective, you're doing just that. I appreciate it, man. That's yeah. what it's about. So how are you giving back? Like, I know you work for hiring our heroes. And so what do you do with them? And is that how you're giving back? Or, um, well, there's multiple different ways, like being a firefighter and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I'm just, I'm just trying to do whatever I can, man. I'm just trying to, to wake up and, 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 and be what, what, what someone needs me to be when they need me to be it. You know, like that's, that's, that's it, right? Like I just, I don't, I don't ever want to not be able to, I don't want to take a day for granted. I don't want to, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to leave anything on the table on any day that I'm, I'm presented, right? I mean, think about this. Every, every day that you wake up and you get to open your eyes, get out of bed, like you get to do this, you get, mm-hmm. you're provided the opportunity to live another day. Right. Like think about that. Like, I mean, how cool is that? That's awesome. It is awesome. 
and you get to do it in the freest country on the planet. Right. Yeah. We're truly blessed to be living in this country and people that don't recognize that yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's been lately and with the COVID and all that bullshit still, I believe in America. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, how do you not? Yeah. How do you, how do you not? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, America's America's the greatest country that ever existed. You know, it's, it was built on this idea this this idea of this idea of of you know freedom freedom this yeah. idea Choice. Of, of of democracy yeah right it was an experiment i heard the other day that america is the only country that doesn't put their allegiance in a per, single person they swear or they put their allegiance in a document yeah, I mean, we're the we're so so think about this. We're the only country in the world that everyone swears an allegiance to a constitution to yeah. a piece of paper. Right. Not, it's, a, not somebody, not anything right. else. Yeah, not a not a higher power or anything. You swear to that agreement. Yeah. I like what you said. You it's it's believing in in the idea, right? The idea, not it does if people have problems with the people, like certain people that have been in power and yeah, dude, they've, they've all done horrible things, horrific things, but the idea still stands true. What, what we're founded on that idea is what makes America great and, and strengthens us. That idea doesn't exist in a lot of other places. And then all you, all they have is just to lean on those people that are in power. I mean, look at China right now. Oh, dude. Look, go over there and protest and watch what yeah. happens. Dude, well, and, and the thing is, is I, I feel like so many of these young people take what we have, they, they don't really realize that they're going to give all that stuff away and then we'll end up like China. Yep. And it, it yeah. Yeah. And that's not where I want to be. And I hope enough Americans think like that. There is. Dude, there's a silent majority, regardless of what you see on all the, the media. There's a silent majority that really still believe in the Constitution. Yeah, that are strong-minded people. Yep, um, that's not going to let our freedoms be taken away. So, yeah, yeah I mean, hundred percent, right? Like, and I think that that's where it's going to always be. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to know what you're doing, what you love to do to keep yourself busy. Like, you learn how to fly fly a helicopter. You jump out of planes all the time. That's cool. Yeah, I, you know, what, what, whatever I can do to inspire people that, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, I jump out of planes, I, I fly a helicopter, I fly airplanes, I shoot guns, I'm a firefighter, I'm an EMT, mm-hmm, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, right? Like, right. you know, wh- whatever I can do, what's next, right? Like, I'm getting ready to start, I'm going to start paramedic school next year, right? That's I mean, awesome. Um. You know, whatever I can do to, to get around more people and show them that, look, if I can do it, you can for sure do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that is perfect because I was going to ask you who, insp- like, who do you look to to get inspired? Like, um, Jocko, Tim Kennedy is a perfect person to look look to to get in- inspired. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm so, I'm so lucky because like I surround myself with incredible people, right? Like, 
Yeah, and look, I, I hear some people sometimes be like, well, you know, not all of us can surround ourselves with Tim Kennedy. No, but I don't surround myself with Tim Kennedy because he's an MMA fighter. Yeah. I don't surround mm-hmm. himself because people know who he is. I surround myself with who he is. Yeah, yeah. And and you take Jocko, same thing, right? Like, it, But, I mean, I also, you know, got Brandon Harrell, who is – you've never heard that name, right? He's one of my best friends. Like, yeah. probably by far my absolute best friend. And, and, you know, Marcus Luttrell, Morgan Luttrell, you know, Governor Perry, like all these guys, you know, they make me, I, I can look in any circle, anywhere, any direction. I can turn around, I can flip upside down in any direction I look at any time that I'm anywhere. And guess what? I can see an example of what I want to live up to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You just got to know where to look. We just, you got to, you got to hold people accountable. Yeah. You know, I think this thing with the internet and and being able to have, you know, like, like this, this access to be able to have access to people, right? Like whether it's social media or even phone and texting and email, right? It's allowed, it's allowed relationships to stay together too long, Hmm. right? Like you don't have to put much effort in to still be considered somebody's friend or to keep in touch. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think we hang on to people too long instead of weed now the week. Yep. And that's one thing, like I said, that I learned from doing that podcast with you is I learned that I need to cut out a shitload of people from my life. And I did that. And I now am surrounded by people like John Chase <laughs> that, um, owns his own gym and he's a successful business businessman. Mm-hmm. Thanks Shane. And, and I, I, I and, and that's what it's about, man. Like, look at that. Like you look, you look at that. Right. And, and you take like, yeah, you, you gotta, you got a dude who gets after it. Right. Yeah. You got a guy who you want to, who you can look at and mimic mm-hmm. and want to, um, want to, want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. For people out there that are, that are listening to this, you, you can also surround yourself around people that you're not necessarily in p- close proximity with. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like how yeah. Shane said, Jocko and stuff like that. You can, you can listen to people's podcasts. You can listen, you can listen to their, their books. You can read their books. You can, and that's still an association with those people. You can have a piece of their, of their, um, their presence with you even though you might not be in their actual physical presence. That reminds me of a podcast you did with Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus. And you said, um, he was your best friend. Well, you've told people he, you knew him and stuff like that, but that was the actual first time you met him. And that reminds me of that because I feel like I know, um, you and Jocko and I, I really don't, but I feel like I have a connection with you guys. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the same thing back, right? Like, but, but just like that, right? Like I, I, I pay attention to your stuff. Like, like I follow you. Yeah. And, and I think that like, like, like take, for example, your Instagram, Mm -hmm. your social media, like how many people do you follow on there that, that, really aren't a positive influence on no, you. No, not very you know many. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so like if, so we do the same thing in our life. We make, we follow people just, be- and yeah. we, just because, yep. 
And yeah. it's like, you know, that, that, and then what happens is, is, is then the, the line gets blurred with who are we following because we follow them Yeah. versus who's just has the title of being followed. Yep. Right. And they're probably not following you back. Well, they might be following you back, but probably not following me back. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems, it seems like what we're trying to say is that you need to be intentional about what and who you're following. Yeah. Who you are allowing to inspire you, influence your thoughts, your actions. Yeah. Your, just think your of how much influence people on social media have. Like, if it's a negative influence, it's not helping yeah, you. Then yep. yeah. D- d- disassociate. Yeah. You don't have to follow them. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to follow them at all. Right. And that's, you know, that's what we gotta, that's what we gotta get to. Yep. Yeah. Dude, you're inspiring. This has been inspiring so far. Yeah. I think, uh, it's a good one. No, I appreciate it, man. I yeah. appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, I was telling John, we had nice Monroe on the podcast and he was like episode number six or something like that. Five or six. Yeah. yeah. And I was telling John that, I was really nervous to in- interview Knives, not only because he has the most badass name ever, but because <laughs> I didn't know his story and I, yeah. I didn't know what he was all about. But once, once I started talking to him, the um, nerves, yeah, coming away nerves and... just faded. Yeah. But this one, yeah, I mean, he's not, not he's, nervous. Yeah, he he's not his legs not shaking anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Maybe it was because of that little brownie he ate. But <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know what, man? Like, let, let me let me tell you this. Like, here's so when I interview guests, I usually don't go like I try to come at it from a listener's perspective. Yeah, right. And like that's the challenge to me is is to learn as much as i can about these people because look here's the deal if you can go google it about that person everyone knows everyone knows yeah mm-hmm. i sit here and i try to find out shit yeah and try yeah. to learn and instead of having these you know you know what i mean and that's the that's the fun part of this yeah getting getting to know the person on a real level there you go. Like, yeah. it's having the conversation to get to know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's yeah. awesome advice. Yeah, man. So cool. But what else? I would just want to say we're putting on a 5K on November. the first annual 5K. Yeah. We're going to keep doing these. Yep. And we're doing it November 7th. Um, I was talking to Dakota. And he has agreed to help me out with it. And so I just want to thank you. And I look forward to working with you. Man, I, I tell you what, I, I, I don't, whatever you put together and whatever you're involved in, man, I, I, you can, I don't even have to ask you what it is. I, I want to be part of it. Like if, if you're doing something like, man, you touch so many people, you inspire so many people. Um, and man, even me, like I owe you, I owe you more than you could ever know, uh, for the inspiration that you provide, you know, you provide a guy like, like me, right. To be able to look at you and say, man, like I got nothing to bitch about. Yeah. I got nothing to complain about. Like, like, like that right there is the example. And, and you're, when I talk about my circle, 
Like you got to understand, like you're, you're in that circle. <laughs> like I look to your stuff, like you are, I can look at your stuff and, and guarantee that, that I get the real raw. And I also know that I'm going to get what I need to fuel me back up. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so, you, you know, like, you know, you look around, imagine, imagine being in a fight, right? Like let's say that, let's say you and in, in, in your circle is out in a fight. And, uh, you know, look, we're out in a fist fight and it's just guys coming in from everywhere. And, you know, every once in a while you'll get caught with a, you know, a right hand or something and you hit the ground and it's dirty and you're hot and you're tired, but you look over and you see your other buddy still getting after it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Like you're, you're, when I'm down or I've gotten caught with a, a, a right hand that I didn't see, all I got to do is look over and you're still up getting after it. Yeah. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get back up. Gonna, and get after yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you are to people. So don't, you know, man, like don't, don't ever forget that. Well, I won't now for sure. We're going to write it down. He's going to put it on his mirror and he's going to read it every <laughs> single day. <laughs> every day, man, every day, get, get out there, get out there and get in that fight every day. Right. Like, that's we'll, right. All go, we'll, we'll all get back to back and we'll all just start swinging. Right. <laughs> that's so. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I've i been wanting to do it for um, since I started yeah, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked about it would be so cool if I could get Dakota Meyer on. <laughs> that is exactly man, how he said it. <laughs> man, well, I... I um, I hope, I hope it was as cool as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome. You you, yeah. you can inspire so many people. Yeah. No, I, um, I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate you both. I, I'm going to come up and see you someday. Yeah. Okay. Well, have we got to go. Out my gym will put you through a We got to really come workout. to, do you still live in Austin? Yeah. And let me tell you, you ever come to Austin and you don't stay with me, <laughs> that's it. You're Austin's dead a, to me. Austin's a cool place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so come on. Anytime you guys come down here, hit me up. Okay. Come stay with me. Okay. Okay, everybody, we want you to like, share, share this episode, um, and uh, invite people to to listen to these. Yeah. Okay. It's been awesome. Thanks, man. Okay, thank you. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.